0: Welcome to Sip and Read, a podcast where two long distance friends sip some booze, critique some books, and get into shenanigans along the way. On this season, our very first season, we are reading The Deep by Alma Katsu, a historical fiction novel set during the time of the Titanic with a supernatural twist. So grab a drink, grab your book, and let's do it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hi, Danielle. Hi Evelyn. How are you? Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's been
0: a day. It's been a, it's been an hour or two for us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we've been on the ship for an up. hour. <laughs> we are just now starting to record. We had a couple technical difficulties. So if whoever is listening out there, all zero of you, if there's any lags, if there's any lags. <laughs> <laughs> Or any delays or anything that is why we're having a couple technical difficulties here.
1: I blame yeah, it on
0: the fires, I think. Oh, maybe though. yeah, is it is it smoky in SF? Uh, yeah, it' was like a what do you call it, like a hue to the sky. Oh, it is like the apocalypse over here. Ooh. It's awful. Like it smells like someone's barbecuing right in front of my face. You need to stay inside. <laughs> I know I've had and I actually I I'm opening my window now because it gets really stuffy in my room uh-huh. so I'm risking my life <laughs> risking my you, yeah, I know you better put a timer on so you know when to close it <laughs> okay what are you drinking all right so I already tried pronouncing this and I did it wrong so <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just gonna put it again it's called a roustabout <laughs> from <about>? Joe's. <laughs> roustabout roustabout Trader Joe's, seven bucks. It's a blend, I've learned. It's oh, yeah. Cabernet, blend. Cabernet Merlot, 66% Cabernet, 20% <laughs> Merlot, 7% Verdo, and 7% Malbec. Oh, that's amazing. I recommend. I really do. Is that a recommendation? It is. Seven bucks. That's, that's not bad. Yours is cheaper than mine. So I have a, my bottle's empty. Not that I've had the whole (laughs) bottle in this one sitting. No, it it has been an hour. We will say that (laughs) again. We'll emphasize that one more time. I'm having um, Pinot Grigio. I have another one in my fridge for when I polish this glass off. Nine bucks because they had their price tag wrong or something was going on at the Safeway that I got this from. Said it was $7.99. She rung it up and it was $9.99. But I was too to fight her on the two <laughs> so, uh, I went, I probably, she's probably like, what the hell is this bitch doing? Because I went, <laughs> all I got was, all I got was a Pinot Grigio and soy sauce. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> what's the soy sauce for? I made spam and eggs when I go home. Oh, you, you eat spam? Yeah, when I was in Hawaii, I had spam and eggs and rice for the first time and I fell in love. Have you ever had it? Yeah, like uh, if I ever get like uh like Hawaiian barbecue, whatever, uh I've had and like the Sam. spam the spam masubi, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It. I never had that. I wanna try that. Yeah, so I have spam and rice and eggs with like soy sauce on it. It's really good. You should try it. Yeah, so now my little mini third smells like spam. You win some, <laughs> you lose some. You get good food, but now my third <laughs> mm-hmm. You it's got to close the door real quick. Okay. So we are starting with Chapter Four. We're back, going back in time in 1912, um, and this is April 10th, 1912. So this is five days before the Titanic sinks, the 15th yeah. of April, 1912. Isn't it crazy how they were gonna go from London to New York in a span of a week? So is it is that like a week long journey? I couldn't, I didn't look that up, but I was wondering like how long the ship that it was supposed to take. I don't know, but I I know that. This journey was a week long from what the story said. And I think oh. they stop, they do stop at like I could be wrong, but I think they stop at certain ports along the way. I which made do so which made me even more be- bewildered how they made it to New York and well, they didn't make it to New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the captain of the ship is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's embarrassed. Um, But yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, so we are, okay. So one thing I do notice as we go from four through 10, again, um, all my listeners out there, whoever's listening, um, we're doing chapters four through 10 today. Um, But in these next six chapters that we're going to discuss, it jumps point of views. It's still all in third person, Mm -hmm. um, but it jumps from like person to person and we'll meet a lot of new people in this section of the book. So right now, chapter four is in Annie's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, she is boarding the ship. Um she's kind of like we're kind of walking through the the Titanic. We meet we meet Violet again. She yeah. we learn again. You we were saying um she comes Annie comes from a small village in Ireland. She's a very shy, shy character, and yeah, she describes to Violet that. Part of the reason she is who she is is because where she comes from. Yeah, she love. comes from a very small Catholic village in Ireland. So. Yeah, which is pretty common in Ireland. <laughs> Seems very sheltered. Yeah. Is that do you agree yeah. with so is it, I, I agree. And isn't yeah. her father like a priest too? He's a parish, yeah. Right. Okay, You're right. Good job. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding. Yeah. So um, that probably and it's like, oh, I think um in the in the book <clears throat> in one of the chapters we read it could be being it could be out of place mm-hmm. but uh she's like remembering to herself like oh be a good girl and oh yeah yeah yeah, I think that yeah. was chapter three. Oh no okay. no no this is in this chapter this is in chapter four yeah yeah, yeah Or yeah. oh, chapter five um yeah and at this point we still don't know why she left home which she kind of I think we touched down on this in the last episode mm-hmm. she left she left home abruptly, and I think secretly. Like, she ran away. We yeah, because she's been her. gone for a while. She's been gone yeah. for a, since Since being on the Britain The Britannic? Uh, the Britannic, The, ty- the, the Britannic. <laughs> <laughs> the Britannic. Well, since... Before we hit um, chapter four, when she was on the Britannic, she had already been gone from her house for, like, four years. Yeah, so... And, yeah, it starts with... them. Um, that's how the book starts, with, like, them searching for yeah. her and stuff. So, Yeah. So hopefully we'll find out eventually, like why she left home. I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. I trust Alma to take us through. Yeah, it starts with her. Beginning, um, yeah. It starts with her like an hour right before the, the uh, people start boarding the ship. Um, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. having like one last meeting with um, like the head steward in charge, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and you like she gets like the anxious jitters. She's very excited for us to come. Yeah, uh, the ship is has very become anxious. her home. Yeah, uh-huh. she's really anxious about her duties because they're really reiterating that you can't like familiarize yourself with any of the guests. They're serving all first class because they don't give a fuck about anyone else. Uh <laughs> huh. Uh huh. They just want um, their money and nothing else. Yep. So we kind of learned about all the amenities that the ship has, and honestly, I would go on this <laughs> if I was a if I was a rich gal in the 1900s. They have a gym. They have a library. It was very luxurious. I feel like it's more yeah. luxurious in ships nowadays. Yeah, yeah. All ships have nowadays are like actually I've never been on one, so I would. <laughs> it's people want to go on one. Let's not talk so big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I could get there ever. Um, I feel like I'm I'm going back to like a customer service job where you know you really have to upsell everything. That's basically mm-hmm. what they're there to do. Like the I customer's always right type of thing. Yeah, and like you know, talk about all the Wish. good stuff. Don't talk about the bad stuff. We're, we've grown past that nowadays. Uh. Yeah, the customer can be, and it likely is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at ten a.m., um you know the passengers start to board. She's kind of going around, making sure that she's, um you know, kind of like helping anyone that needs it. We meet. We Mark. meet Mark. We meet right Mark. pretty quick too. Like Brett, right when he boards it. I know. Yeah. So she meets him pretty, pretty much off the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we meet Mark and his baby and his little baby um she helps mark out she notices that he's handsome so she's got an instant crush she's crushing on this dude that's what i think i that's the vibe i'm getting. not not only does she have a like an instant connection to mark the baby too she has an instant connection with which is a little weird which is a little weird it is really weird and i on page 46 um i'm gonna read a little passage Okay. Mark Fletcher. Another jolt of pure electricity went through her. I know you. She wanted to say. Uh-huh. So at the same time, she knew she didn't. That she never. That they never met before. That this handsome man who seemed so familiar to her was in fact a stranger. So it's I kind have of that- going back to that whole when we're in the present in 1916. She talks about like that guide. Uh-huh. It's that whole like pull that she's feeling towards certain people. Mm. I I have noted that too. mm
1: Hmm.
0: I know that too. Um, um and then we soon find out that, that Mark is, is a Mrs. Mark. Yeah, no, I said- uh, so Mark Flesher has a Miss Marsh Flesher, Mrs. Marsh yeah. Fletcher. <laughs> I know, I literally put it in my notes. She meets Mark and his baby, da 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 and his wife. Annie is not happy about her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're really gonna have Annie be a home record? I know where this is going. <laughs> I know, like, uh, come on. Come on, Alma. I can now, see where this is going. <laughs> you love how this shy Tim McGraw be a homewrecker? <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so she kind of helps them with their room. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And the,
0: the wife is seemingly nice. Yeah, she seems pretty, she doesn't, that's the, that's, you know, it just makes it worse when like the wife is, uh-huh. is nice and not like a, a raging bitch. Well, you know they don't deserve it. Yeah. So she's kind of, oh, and oh and another thing, um, back on page 46, she isn't one of their stewardesses. She's not, their room is not one of her assignments. So she was she really was disappointed by that. that. Mm-hmm. Yep, she was hoping to snag herself a, a Mr. Fletcher.
1: But that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> Trying to work her magic real quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, then soon after she meets the Fletchers, she meets... Um, <laughs> William, she meets, right? Yeah, William Thomas steed w t steed and i put annie thinks he's a creep Uh, he kind of is though he is and he is in one of the rooms that she's in charge of literally right next door too i know i know she's big mad about that i know she's He's super weird he i know i put that he he tells her he cannot be disturbed between the hours of two and four in the morning and i put okay serial killer what the hell and Uh, his uh his breakfast was very precise oh my god I put that too he wanted something about eggs he either wanted duck eggs if there is no duck eggs he would have quail eggs if there was no quail eggs he would settle for chicken eggs (laughs) only as the last resort I said you're on a ship (laughs) your options are limited yeah you You think they put you think they put quail and duck eggs on this ship you really (laughs) think that dude he needs to take a step that. back. He needs to read. By, yeah. Like. He needs to really think about what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, but um, should we say what his profession is? Yes. He's a news. He's a a newspaper editor. Writer? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Works for yeah. the paper. Uh huh. Apparently, um, does it real, it, does, it does real well for him. Yeah, I know. To be on the first class, I feel like uh-huh. that wouldn't be the case IRL. But for that whole section when he's giving her all of his like special instructions, I like. <laughs> I don't know if you can see. I put W T F. That's all you need to say. Yeah, but, you need to be, he needs to be humbled fast. At the end of chapter four, the head steward comes up to her and says that the Fletchers have asked her, asked for her to like take on some duties and help them with her room. And I know in the inside she was like, I yeah! know. Mm-hmm. Especially she that baby the door. Mm-hmm. yeah that baby that she's she's after this baby dude she really is she I feel really is Mrs. she's after that thing um yeah so and then the guy calls her a good girl okay <laughs> okay head <laughs> steward um yeah and it says the lord favors good girls annie then she out of habit she goes to touch her cross necklace that i forgot to mention that she had and it's gone yep that has to mean something, right? Do you think it really fell, or did somebody take it, or did something oh. take it? Oh. oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't even think about that. Um. Yeah, I did not know, man. Yeah. So, her necklace is missing. No, really fast. The okay. fact that her necklace is missing, uh-huh. I feel like that's something we should pay attention to. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that theme kind of comes up again little later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. Let's all let the record show we're taking note of the fact that the necklace is missing. That has to mean something. Mm-hmm. Again, Mi- Alma does not miss with her the symbolism, so I'm gonna guess that we're gonna touch on that later. Um. Okay, moving on. Chapter five. Oh, this, this is a good chapter. chapter. <laughs> I was like,
1: what the hell? What this, was tra-
0: <laughs> this is the This is the chapter I'm talking about in the last episode that I was like, what the hell is? What is like, <laughs> anything? it just came out so of the blue and I had to reread it like three times to like get what <laughs> what it had to do with yeah I was like super confused so we meet David John Bowen in this in the next few chapters he's referred to as die um, do you think it's die or day die right it's either day or die I think it's die because have you heard of the show dairy girls on Netflix yeah um it's based in Ireland and Die is a die or day is a, a Irish nickname for David. Oh, um, they call it Die. I'm pretty sure they call it Die. Okay, die it, is, die it yeah. is. Yeah, and there's Leslie. Leslie, they're apparently professional boxers. They're they're boxers, but they're boxers that seem to put on a show. Yeah, and they're also not famous enough where they can be on first class or third class. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh um this was an interesting chapter again it took me like a couple times I had to read through it a couple times to really like get what was going on I put that I from what I can tell Leslie seems more like he kind of like he's he's rearing for trouble you know mm-hmm. and so if he's more afectu- cocky anh- he's, really he's like the smaller of the two right or is that guy I don't freaking know it took me a long time to get through this chapter no I I mean we could be completely wrong and if that's the case correct us but I'm pretty sure <laughs> Leslie <laughs> is cocky. Yeah, our our zero listeners correct us. Leslie <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> <laughs> um, Leslie's like a cocky motherfucker. But no, I think he's he described it as being like like blonde hair, blue eyes, but like skinny, a little smaller. And while on the other hand, Dai is the one who's like the real boxer who can really throw a punch. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You got it right. Uh-huh. I think you have it right. Yeah, and then yeah, so then they were putting on. Uh, they were kind of like introduced, and then they began putting on like I call it a show because, if that shit was stage as hell, and yeah, so they oh so they do fight, they do fight, they fight each <laughs> other. I thought they were fighting other people. I hella skimmed through this. I tell you, man, anything that has to do with any kind of man sport, I'm out. You, I'm checking out. I cannot <laughs> you be you by got the Wrong. One. Oh, you got the wrong girl. <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> said oh, my, you lost me there, girl. <laughs> we're about the <to> witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, I need some spiritual stuff going on. Mm, but yeah, and so people are starting to bet on them. Mm-hmm. They threw the they threw the fight. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it's okay. Good thing I'm glad that. See, this is glad we're doing this together because like sometimes things just fly over my head. I'm sure that happens to you. And now oh, yeah, we're here to be like I depend being, on you, like, to depend on you too uh-huh. Yeah. it's back and forth it really works well because now it's making sense to me because now on page 57 um says these are men of the world they won't be fooled that easy so yeah they're totally putting on a show so that these rich ass men can bet on them i don't understand like are they planning on making money on this is that how that works like they're gonna bet on them and they're gonna get the money i don't know yeah because i could be wrong but i think there was a third man introduced who is kind of like like a bookie in a sense? Oh. Hold on. Either he was introduced or they they normally work with a third partner who's like a bookie. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah, all making, the- I'm all adding <laughs> to Alma. You're just it. making it up as you go. I'm all to like- Alma. <laughs> You're pulling shit out <laughs> of your ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um. anyway, some way, somehow, they're especially Leslie. It's very keen on profiting off of all these lovely people who are on yeah. this ship while they can. Die, who by the way is the stronger of the two, um, is actually more hesitant to do this because he knows that like if they get caught, like it's over for them. Yeah, he seems like an honest man. Yeah, I, li- I like Die. I don't like. Leslie. I like that, too. No, and but Die. I loves Leslie because he is so influenced by him. Yeah, and like all I Leslie gotta know. do is bat his pretty little eyes and I was like oh, I'm <laughs> one more. Which is what happened. That was yeah. the right bet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like all right. Um, like, your yeah, and then, and then Leslie at the end of chapter five looks at a woman in white tennis clothing. Do you know who that is? That's just some who... I don't know if she's relevant. I think it just goes to show how like Leslie's like a confidence man, and will like play the part to get what like he wants. And the woman obviously had money. They said yeah. she wasn't very pretty, <laughs> but, but the money it oh, yeah. worth it. Not pretty. And- <laughs> That's so awful. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> and Leslie went ahead and saw him, or walked on over. Yeah, walked. has walked his blue leaf, <laughs> washed his blue leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last line. That smile, dangerous.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. so we will
0: we'll hear more about leslie yeah Chapter six okay so chapter five we're seeing the pov jumps number. chapter five was in dives point of view chapter six we're jumping to a boy named teddy which again so- i had to read this through a couple times he's john jacob astor's servant okay yeah because i didn't realize who he was until a couple chapters later uh-huh, i thought he, he was yeah. like I thought he was I, also like a rich boy, but yeah, he's a. I thought so too. I thought that he was their son. But then, he said that his mistress. Yeah, so I was like, is that what kids call their moms? But then <laughs> I was like, <laughs> is that his nanny? But then his nanny's yeah. in first class. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was like, what the hell is going <laughs> on? So yeah, and that's his servant, John. John Jacob asked John Jacob and Madeline Astor, and we'll meet them in a little bit. Um, he's the servant boy, but he's like. He's supposed to be doing some duties but he escaped and it, he's supposed to be taking care of the dog uh, their mm. dog but he escapes he's like he just does not care for it he has no good work ethic that's what this be. and of. he really wanted to see uh the boxers because he he heard oh. his mistress talking about them and he's obsessed so that's yeah. what he really wanted to go see and he like he's obsessed with die so that's like how they're popular enough that he knows who die is mm-hmm um, yes, and then so it looks like our boy Teddy is a little bit of a uh, kleptomaniac because he's thinking of stealing some rings, but then he's thinking about how his dead mother um, would not approve because his dead mom, I guess, was really against stealing. And then and this is where he it hears. gets, yeah, this is where it gets really interesting because he feels he hears like a noise as if, and it says as if his dead mama had suddenly heard his naughty thoughts. Uh huh. Um, and it says Teddy didn't believe in spirits no matter what his mistress said. Again, his mistress is Madeline Astor. We'll, we'll go to her later,
1: right?
0: And so he hears a woman's voice and he gets drawn to it. Again, let's go back to that whole spirit guide guardian angel that Annie had again, feeling drawn to it. She was drawn to the sea. We're seeing mm-hmm. that again. Teddy's drawn to this voice, and this sh- it just totally goes from zero to 100, dude. These were so really good because he just keeps walking and walking, and all of a sudden, you see the rail, and then he says he sees mm. the sea. Yep. And I was like, Did he fall inside? Yep, and he literally is about to fucking jump up. He's pulling a rose. You can't be rose, you can't be <laughs> a rose, buddy. It's already been done. <laughs> yeah, oh, they I, think, off, I think the woman was like, Masking him, masking it, I'm gonna it's, it's a thing itself, it, yeah, as. Uh, of, his I mother,
1: so.
0: because yeah. because right after um he like reminisces about his mom, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he, when he was thinking about stealing those rings, he heard a tisk tisk, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like his mom, which made him turn his head. Yeah, and then yeah, the the yeah yeah yeah. So it's if this is what if this is what's like the supernatural thing that's coming into play. It's that it, we're seeing it right now. Yeah, it's just like what you said. It's like kind of turning into what people desire. Right. To draw them to danger, I guess, because this little boy is about to bring a jump off the rail. And so he's about to pull a rose. Mm-hmm. And our good old boy Die is about to pull a jack. Or he pulls a Jack Dawson and he saves Teddy. He, oh, he dies. He saves him. And like Teddy before this was in like the days. And yeah. then, when, like, die snatches him back. He kind of like snaps to, like, is like a g- like getting his like senses back. Oh, but uh-huh. what do you call it when die pulls him back? He basically says like, "Oh, I heard it too. Like, calm down. I heard it too." Oh, what? Where do you hear that? Let me find the page. <laughs> yeah, I he the... heard it too. Wait, like, hold on. Oh, look. I know. I heard it too. It's all right. You're safe now. Oh, yeah. I didn't even I like how I highlighted that, but I don't remember reading that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a big one. Yeah, and it does say too, um, he would this is back when he's still like going up towards the water, he would find the woman who's singing the beautiful song. So it kind of gives me like siren song vibes. There you go. That's the word yeah. sirens. Um, um yeah. Wow. And then yeah. Di ends up being a snitch and taking this kid back to his mistress, which I wanted to know. How did he know he had a mistress? How do you know this was a yeah. right off the bat? <laughs> I'm guessing that. Assume. Well, you know how like back in the day, like what you wore really signified your true. Um, yeah, your your, your place, and yeah, your place mm-hmm. in life. So I'm guessing like what he was wearing kind of signaled, signified that he was a servant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he <laughs> dies a little snitch, brings him back to disaster. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> So I did my research after I read all of these chapters, and I found out who are who are real people and who are not. Although I didn't look up Die, I forgot to look him up. But oh well, wow. Madeline Astor is a real person. She is the wife of John Jacob Astor. Um, and you'll see here on six, on page sixty two, she kind of, um, when he brings Teddy back to her, she's with Caroline Fletcher, which is Mark Fletcher's wife, mm-hmm. um, and Lady Duff Gordon. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently, um, she's a lot younger than them too. Yeah. So let me give a little bit of uh, background on on our on a couple of our real life people. These are people that actually were on the Titanic, lived That's so and cool. died. I know it is really cool. And I re- you might remember this from Titanic. I remember this from Titanic. They do feature John Jacob Astor and Madeline Astor on the movie Titanic. Mm. Um. So John Jacob Astor, uh, was on the Titanic. I mean, is this really? This isn't a spoiler alert. He he died on he died, yeah, with, sure, with yeah. the boat. Madeline Astor was his wife. She was only eighteen or nineteen at the time of the sinking. He was like forty something, so they had almost a thirty-year age gap. And she was all she survived. She ended up pregnant. surviving the Titanic. Yeah, so she was five months pregnant in real time at the time of the sinking. Um, which mm-hmm. was quite the scandal because I think she was already pregnant when they got married and that, you know, like back in the day that totally didn't apply. Mm-hmm. So we go back to the, the actual book and she's really trying to hide it. Um, but everyone knows that she's like pregnant. They're like, bitch, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel bad because like Miss, Mrs. Astor stood up with effort and as she did, her big belly poked out over the t- <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, I you're not bullying anyone, bitch. <laughs> Aw, she's such a, she's also just a kid herself, man. I know, and yeah, and we see that. Someone says that later on, which I think is really sad. Um, we also meet Car- mm-hmm. Caroline Fletcher, which is Mark Fletcher's wife. Um, mm-hmm. we'll get I'll get to her later. Oh, she's not, I don't think she's a real person. Now. But we do also meet Lucille Duff Gordon, and she is a real person. She was a British fashion designer. And she designed lingerie. I don't know if you remember that scene from Titanic when she's introducing all the effety people. She does talk Mm -hmm. about um, Lady Gordon. Okay. Like, Yeah, she's like, Rose says something about how she designed lingerie. And she's like, she's quite popular among the um, upper class folk or something like that. And she survived. She also survived the sinking. So yeah, so that's who- All right, um, woman. I know. Let the men sink. I know. (laughs) Yeah, girl boss. That's a girl boss moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and let's see. Oh yeah, so Madeline, is it is it Mrs. Astor? Yeah, Mrs. Astor in turn for die, like rescuing um Teddy. She invites him to dinner. Another Jack Dawson moment. It's like a Jack Dawson parallel. I'm like, I'm like, Miss Alma, I think you're taking a little too much from yeah the OG. Um, this awesome. has been them i've <laughs> no, been there done that um <laughs> teddy is really like teddy's almost like haunted by what just happened to him um he all he could at the at page 65 the end of chapter what is it, chapter six yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: um all he could think about was the way the water had summed him how it had called to him how he'd felt just in that moment like he would do whatever the song had said because the music had made him unafraid of everything he shivered, he'd never had that feeling before, the feeling of wanting to fall. So this is a sinister. Whatever this is, this is sinister. It's not imagine good. having imagine having that kind of like that kind of power take hold of you. Yeah, and like something like that happened to you. That's so scary. You like And you I have, don't know, they don't mention how young Teddy is, but I'm imagining he's a young, young boy. Yeah, because they say that he is he like is his face is brushing like women's skirts. So like he's young. Yeah, if yeah, if he's that fucking what is he like four? <laughs> he like can't even talk and he's like freaking washing the dishes for all these people. Dude, I think he's like seven or eight. That's yeah, that's what I'm thinking of too. But that's still really young and it's yeah. Oh, fuck this man. Fuck fuck the 1900s. So wrong. Um Okay. So chapter seven. Chapter seven. Chapter seven's short. <laughs> Yeah, chapter seven. Chapter seven is a record. Um, Chap, chapter, from yeah, a doctor, chapter seven is a doctor's record. Yeah, from a doctor Alice about Leader. It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, chapter seven is a record. It's kind of like we have letters sprinkled around in the book. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's also records as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a record from Doctor Alice Leader regarding Miss Caroline Flesher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's this, or I'm assuming it's a he because of the time. I know that he was Alice, but. I know, I was, I was like, is this a woman doctor that's, like, unheard of? She'd be a Uh-oh. witch in, a, in those times. <laughs> She'd be hung. Um, but this She'd person is a doctor. <laughs> it's a doctor of this ship. Um, uh-huh. And apparently Caroline, um, since the birth of her baby, has been experiencing, like, headaches and, like, yes, and... malaise. malaise. Yeah. Did you look that up? No. I did. I feel like a little goody goody. I don't know why I said it. I did.
1: I, um, you should.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, there was a lot of things it. I didn't understand, so I looked it up. Okay, I'm gonna do direct um, definition. Okay. General feeling of discomfort, illness, or uneasiness. And then I said, basically, she, the bitch has anxiety. I'm pretty mm. sure this girl's going through postpartum depression. That's what I. That's the vibe I'm getting. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And then so, then the medication she was prescribed before <laughs> entering the strip. Was I don't know how to pronounce this, but so I think is laudan, laudanum. Laudanum, Ladanum. yes. And I yeah. also have the definition for that. If you want, what to is it? What it. is it? It's an alcoholic solution containing morphine, prepared from opium, and formerly used as a narcotic painkiller. Yeah. So this is highly addictive. And then please say what what the doctor switches her uh-huh. to. So remember, this was also based in 1912. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she apparently she lost her, <laughs> yeah. her her fucking opioids and so <laughs> and so uh, that led her to going to the doctor who prescribed her cocaine <laughs> yep yep good little old, good old little coke she is to take no more than a quarter teaspoon in half a cup of water every two hours I know this bitch was seeing stars Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if I did if we did that nowadays? <laughs> uh uh-uh. oh! And then the doctor, the doctor in his records was like, "I wonder if she forgot
1: her oh, medication,
0: yeah. or if she really like, it this girl's shady." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I got my eye on her." Yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna keep an eye on this girl, this little addict." This is when this is this is maybe the first beginnings of um drug addiction when people started actually realizing that you shouldn't be taking these drugs like that. Yeah. But then I was also like just like how that chapter with Leslie and Di seemed very uh-huh. like out of place. I was uh-huh. like, why is this, why is this in the story? I know. I'm again I'm gonna assume like it has to it's gonna be important later on. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, also I was like, what the hell? And I literally was in the coffee shop, laughing because I was like, "Cocaine? Are you serious?" And to go from laudanum, which is just as bad, to cocaine, uh-huh.
1: and I also, well, put, I was, also, you
0: everywhere. Yeah, it used to be I in forget. Florida. Coke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. I also noted that the doctor suggests cocaine in an and as an ounce in as cake a can <laughs> You know how dangerous that is. <laughs> what, if, what if I ate the whole thing? <laughs> I've been known to do that. <laughs> I as (laughs) well. Yeah, we'd be dead. That's what would happen. Okay, so (laughs) chapter eight is we are. I'm gonna put. I just put this as like the Fletcher's point of view. It kind of focuses on all on Mm -hmm. Mark and Caroline. Mm -hmm. Um. So this, I one thing that I really know this poor girl is going through it not, having, seems very not having a good time neither is mark and also okay so i have an excerpt that i want to read from chapter eight This is page 69 or 68 okay. um when he wanted to be charming mark could fill a room with his voice to ease. when he wanted to be sour however he could curdle the blood in her veins yeah i noted that too yeah and one thing i put down is that um i put like when we first meet the fletchers and annie's point of view a couple of chapters back um she's like totally enamored with Mark she notices how handsome he is and like I think honestly the baby was kind of also like you know when you see a guy with a baby you're like oh oh I want him um (laughs) but also I put like there's clearly two sides to this guy because it doesn't seem like him and Caroline are happy together and I also put that it feels to me that Annie do you know the um phrase wrote like looking at life through rose-colored glasses Mm mm-hmm I just, I feel like that's how Annie's seeing this guy. Like, she's really, she doesn't know him. She doesn't know who he is. She doesn't know any part of him, but she, like, just in that first impression, she, like, thinks he's a, a good guy. And even in the future, when when we're back in 1916, and she's, like, talking about Mark and stuff, like, she paints a good picture of him. But from what I get from chapter eight and beyond, like, it's not that he's not a good person, but I feel like there's a lot of secrets that these this couple has. Oh yeah, that's what that's a common theme in this book is secrets. But a I will say secrets, that yeah. when when uh, Caroline used those words to describe Mark at this point in time in the book, mm-hmm. and has how he's being sour because he was complaining, mm-hmm, but yeah. he was complaining because the, oh, dinner, right. the dinner party they went to, they were making fun of the uh, William, the writer, who he who Mark actually respects. And so he thought it was pretty fucked up and that's yeah. why he was complaining. So like mm-hmm. he was thinking, he was thinking up for somebody. Yeah. And the one thing that happens too, when we get like different POVs like this is that you get a lot of bias for whoever it's True. focusing on. True. So I feel like we're getting a lot of bias because it also says like, he's, um, he says that this is the way your people behave, Americans, he meant, so obviously Caroline is American. So mm-hmm. you know how British people hate American people, and I'm gonna say it goes yeah. both ways. American people hate British people; they're rude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Vice versa. Um, yeah. So, and again, when he's he's pissed that they mocked, um, William Steed, and the man is practically an institution in England. It's like he's really he's defending his own. He's like talking shit about Americans, even though his wife is American. Like, Take mm-hmm. out, bitch. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go sleep with Do William Steed then? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go? Why don't you go cuddle up with that guy? If you love him so like, so this chapter does do a good job at, um, like, character development, because mm-hmm. we find out Mark is not all, like, rainbows and sunshine. Yeah, I um, thought that was a very, I thought that was a cool, cool thing. We also find out that oh. there was once another woman. Yeah, we learn about Lillian. Again, just like what Sh- um, Alma did, good old Alma. Did a uh-huh. couple chapters back, she kind of just drops names and doesn't give any kind of background story. No or context to go with it. No context. We learned though that I don't know if it's in this chapter though. Let me look. Give me a second. Oh, yeah. Well, we learned in a couple pages that Lillian was a seamstress. That's like all we really know about her though. Like, I don't really. I'm guessing that they were married, Mark was married like really close to her, but that like we don't really get any kind of context on what their relationship no. was but the but, reason they're talking about this lillian who's dead is because william steed is going to be holding a seance and mark is like totally against it but mm-hmm. caroline wants to go mm-hmm. yeah and also lillian so apparently mark still has a deep connection with william so i'm thinking that it was so it was once a spouse a partner of his at one point that's what it, i'm thinking as well because she has a dead girl's diary, apparently. Oh, yeah. He has a dead girl's diary. Yeah, day. he has it. He has mm-hmm. nightmares pertaining to her. Mm-hmm. And, he, which just kind of fucked up, he gave Caroline a brooch that once belonged to her. Oh, yeah. I know. Give <laughs> he her, her a dead girl's in brooch. Grave. Mm-hmm. And why she keep um, it? why she take it? I know. She's, yeah. She's got a pocket for that. Oh, um, but Caroline really fast. Uh-huh. Do you think she's, <laughs> do you think she's, like, Phoenix? Femen- she's she going to do withdrawals because oh she is because her hands are shaking yeah she's trembling it's like she's very irritable with him I yeah oh yeah she's like she's getting help um yeah i definitely yeah i definitely think she i think she lied about the medication i don't think she forgot it oh and one thing i forgot to mention in chapter seven um so she she asked if I might write a new prescription for her she had inter- inadvertently forgotten to order more in time for the trip um she added that she had to take twice the amount of laudanum as normal to get half as much relief so when she's like asking for more, she's like yeah and what I was taking I had to take twice they prescribed twice of it that's basically huh. like when you know when druggies are like going to, okay that that sounds okay I don't want to druggies. <laughs> when it's like when addicts like are trying to get more medication yeah like, yeah i actually get prescribed it yeah like she's lying i do yeah. feel bad i'm guessing what this bitch has is postpartum depression it seems like because she just had her baby five months ago yeah. the baby by the way her name is on i like that name is pretty also she is she's 23 years old that's very young very, have very a baby. young yeah you know your frontal, kids young. your frontal cortex <laughs> is not even fully developed yet okay <laughs> Doing some educational jarb here. Mm-hmm. Jargon. I put in what I, I put um, what I can. <laughs> um, yeah, she's hella frustrated and irritated with Mark. And also, she does say something about how like motherhood kind of overwhelms her and she's just like, she it just seems like she's tired. She it, this is all the markings of postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. She loses her freedom. Yeah, she just and of course, like, you know, um. She, she's now she's a mother. She doesn't have anything else, especially women back then. Mm -mm. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna look up when like postpartum depression became an official diagnosis. If I even can find out what that is. Oh no, they probably would like diagnose somebody in this time as like having hysteria or something. Yeah. Do you hear that banging? No. Uh. roommate, the roommate, and her boyfriend oh, oh, being. oh bye, bye. <laughs> we're not that kind of banging it's like oh i'm like wrestling um... with your cabinets is... oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh we're we gonna have to stop rock, our recording again <laughs> rock out, rock out a podcast for that. okay so it looks like it didn't get officially um it wasn't an official diagnosis until like the mid-19th century okay so it first part of it already was a thing but i'm sure people didn't like believe in it or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah, so so she's pissed and irritated at Mark. She's going through a lot of things postpartum. Um she's also Mark is a clear natural with the baby, and she feels like she isn't. Mm-hmm. And um, she she kind of feels like Mark loves the baby more than her, which I'm kind of getting that too. He's like really attentive to the baby, mm-hmm. and she hasn't really been at all. Oh, and something well- I... Like- one thing I noticed, sorry, before you say something, is that yeah. she always calls, she mostly calls on the baby. She doesn't refer to her as on Dean. Oh, very she impersonal. The baby, the baby, the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very impersonal. It's like mm-hmm. she's like afraid to make that connection. Yeah, it's um, like so. Like oh, it's like you're trying a, to detach a, yourself from there's a detachment. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like clearly detached from the baby, which could be a, a, is a sign of postpartum depression too. They kind of detach themselves. Yeah, that's fair, but yeah. So eventually, she ends up just leaving, um, like yeah. leaving the room. Um, oh yeah, yeah. She, she and Mark go take, at a, each walk other. The- <laughs> take uh-huh. a walk around the ship. <laughs> uh huh. And then as she's walking around, she's kind of reflecting back on, like, I guess her life choices, and she like comes to the realization that, um, she's not happy with Mark. Mm-hmm. Or no, that Mark is not sad. happy and she is not happy. Yeah. That is I, feel, sad. I I noted that too. That is that is really sad. I feel I feel bad. I did. I oh, really but really bad. fast. Before, okay, we're gonna have to go back a little bit. Because okay. before she left when she was still in the room with Mark and the baby, Annie came in because yeah. they had asked her to come in to give to give the baby a bottle of milk or
1: mm-hmm. to
0: give milk for the baby at a particular time. Yeah. So as Um, Annie walks in baby starts crying Annie's getting the bottle ready for the baby um she hands over the milk um looks at the baby and Caroline did not like how Annie was looking at the child yeah she said I don't like the way she she was looking at the baby yeah she felt like she was being like Annie was judging her for not helping the baby stop crying um, yeah. And so when Which Andy asks I'd be like, uh, you're just gonna let your babies <laughs> play or what's going on here. Like, don't don't put judgment on me because you can't you can't do your job. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so when Andy asks like do you need any more help? She goes, she like I guess she kind of snaps and she was like, No, that's it, you can go. something like that. Yeah, and something Mark was like, is like Yeah, and Mark is like, uh well, oh yeah. So Mark is like, that wasn't called for. She was only trying to help. Yeah, and I only really bring that up because I think now Annie's become like a source of contentment for Caroline, uh-huh. and so I feel like it might like start like a back and forth like feud. Yeah, yeah. So it I, looks she might end up like resenting her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of stuck to Catholic like now. Miss Katsu's kind of painting Caroline to be like a like a resentful, not like vengeful, but it's like bitter woman. She just seems. Yeah, she seems really bitter. I feel bad honestly, I feel kind of bad for her. Yeah. Um I I Loki didn't like her when she was first introduced, but I mean, I, I think also like Alma was teaching it that way, making us not want to like her because Annie clearly likes Mark. It's like but it's, now... her, it's either her or Annie. And she's already chose. Yeah. But now I'm kinda I'm like team Caroline. I feel bad for her. Oh. Like I think just, she's just too young. She doesn't want to be a mom. It happens a lot and it's really I'm sure this is common in like this time. Um yeah so she she kind of has this epiphany that you know she's uh Mark isn't happy she's not happy she's a widow she's had a she's had a previous spouse her late husband Henry
1: Oh um, I, I love yeah. that
0: part Yeah it's on page 73 Oh um, and Henry always called her a hopeless romantic Okay we find out that Lillian was friends with with Annie Right so yeah she was a seamstress. They were close as sisters for a time, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I noticed right as, she, again, it's, like, kind of happening right as she thinks of this dead person. A cold wind wriggled up her sleeve. She shivered. Um, it's, like, the same thing, right? When when Teddy started thinking about his mom, he kind of caught, he, that whole thing happened. Almost mm-hmm. the same thing is happening right here. Like, something, something's happening. Well, that theme is kind of explained a few pages, a few pages onward. Because mm-hmm. Caroline ends up going to William's house for the or William's little cabin uh-huh. uh, for the seance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, as, man, this seance is crazy. I know. Yeah. And so, let, William, look. no, what were you going to say? No, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say, so, William, so who's there? We have William, we have Caroline, we have. Um, uh, we have benjamin guggenheim which before we move on let me just go and give a little um a little fact some facts on him because again so he was an american businessman um traveling and he was traveling with a mistress and i think they do mention it in the book mm-hmm. so yeah yeah yeah. he was known to be sailing with a mistress so it's this science. guy this, he's pretty much a 1912 fuckboy. Mm-hmm. let's call it that
1: he so does that- die
0: he dies with the singing but his mistress did survive. <laughs> Again, woman uh-huh. empowerment. Girls, I see, stay I see the costume. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, so then we also have Madeline, who is Teddy's the boy from the previous chapter. Yeah, and that, so Teddy's, that's not uh, Teddy's. Teddy's. Yes, and then her husband is Teddy's uh, mistress. Mister, that's the right <laughs> word. What is it? Master? I don't know. I guess it was, I hit just his employer. I guess her husband is, like, Jacob. Oh, yeah, um, John Jacob. The 40-year-old man, and he's also there. <laughs> yeah, and he's also there. Yeah. So, Guggenheim's, like, kind of flirting with her from the get-go, oh, yeah. which I'm guessing we're gonna see more of that later. And she likes it. Um, she likes it, dude. She goes, a little on um, her okay. side. Yeah, she's like, ooh. Oh, yeah, she, yeah she's talking there. Um, She does mention, you know, Madeline, after so young and pregnant, I feel bad for this girl, man. Um, The boxer is not there. die is not there. I know, because his, his class didn't attribute to him being there. Yeah. Like, yeah, he saved his little boy from fucking falling off the fucking realm to the ocean, but <laughs> coming Ooh, to, yeah, seance, but, <laughs> yeah, to a seance? Yeah, he can't come to the I think not. Uh-uh. No invitation for that. <laughs> um, And she kind of talks to um, Guggenheim about... Guggenheim just thinks it's a big-ass joke. Yeah. He. And a lot, I think, I I think John Jacob Astor and like the the Duff Gordon people kind of think it's a joke. It looks like Madeline and Caroline really kind of believe in it, Mm -hmm. and the whole idea of like the afterlife. So they kind of talk about it. Guggenheim does say that they're trying to like he's thinking about what happened to the Teddy, and he's saying that he thinks it could be sirens that are Mm -hmm. like trying we're trying to bewitch him. But let's start talking about some of the things that Mr. William is pulling out for this uh seance yeah and so i he, have um, but yeah, he pulls ahead. out some incense yeah he mm-hmm. pulls out a loaf of bread and he pulls out a dish a bowl filled with liquid and the bowl is called um, what is it called uh, a, scry- scrying a, scrying, a scrying bowl yeah um, and it's for seeing spirits yeah, I, I have the definition. Would you like it? <laughs> yeah, give it to us. <laughs> um, a formerly widespread tradition held that young women gazing into a mirror in a darkened room, often on Halloween, could catch a glimpse of their future husband's face in the mirror or a skull personifying death if their fate was to die before mer- before they married. Um, So I think, like, at one time it was that and then it kind of became more supernatural. As William's setting up, he also asked a... Um... This kind of goes back to the common theme about Teddy, like thinking about his dead mom and hearing a whispers, and uh-huh. um, and then Caroline like thinking about her thinking about um, Lillian and feeling like a cold breeze because apparently yeah. William asked the guests, "Does anybody have any like loved ones that have passed away? Because that's who's going to be contacting us tonight, our dead loved ones." Yeah, and almost everyone. Kind of does, which I mean, yeah. I'm sure they did. People drop like flies back in the day. Oh yeah, um, There's no healthcare. Yeah, and another thing is that okay, I highlighted this on page seventy-seven. He's like talk He's see, he's um, William's talking about the scrying bowl, and Steed Stead says, Steve, Steve, Steve says, if we are lucky, the spirits will show themselves there, or we will be allowed to see the spirit world through this source, sur- th- yeah, do through this surface, like a portal. Guggenheim last portals do you guys not know anything no portals <laughs> should be open and then I literally I literally wrote this as in my in my notes he describes it as a portal uh-oh and then I put whose dumbass idea was it to do a seance on the open sea I'm serious who thought that was okay I know where are you gonna go to when do you go wrong yeah this bitch is just gonna be floating around the ship so then deed is talking about the dearly departed they kind of start the they start to they hold hands starting the sounds. um caroline's a little kind of fiending for some d because he <laughs> holds hand with and she says it wasn't often she felt a strange man's bare flesh girl bare flesh it's his hand you need to you know go what else had a little fetish with the hands was annie and her doctor in the first few chapter in the first chapter when the doctor like grabbed like like shook her hand or something happened when they touched hands and she like felt oh, shivers too. Oh yeah! I was like, y'all need to y'all need to get out more. Y'all need to feel more. Touch you hands. need to touch some grass, man. <laughs> this is not okay. They start to have. I've always kind of wanted to do this, man. I don't. Okay. I, don't
1: I know to it's like that.
0: something that I wish I could do, but I never would because I'm scared of that. Oh yeah, um, I, I believe in spirits. I'm gonna try to get haunted. Oh, I do too i absolutely do too um so they start the seance the room is growing colder steve says there's a spirit in the room with us if you are here with us knock on the table the table trembles are you freaking kidding i would be Mm -mm. running out there man (laughs) um and then madeline is um she says is it teddy's parents please let it be teddy's parents um the a low moan shuddered through the room so it's like freaking speaking to them and right it's like right as it dude this is funny i know like right as it's about to make itself known um annie opens the door (laughs) good god what is going on (laughs) she's like what the fuck she's so y'all good
1: also girls
0: can you not knock i know and then again so and that's a big thing, too, like, interrupting a seance before it, it's allowed to, like, run its course is, like, really, really bad luck. Uh-huh. At least that's what I think. I mean, that's what I've always kind of, like, felt. And then we find out um, she asks the asters need to go back to their room because Teddy is seizing. Mm. Um, so sad. then they they all literally run. These nosy-ass people are like, oh, shit, I have to see what's going on. <laughs> they sad. all run to the room. Madeline Astor screams. Um, and Teddy is on the floor, dead. Dead. Spirit got him. Yep, and then... I was also surprised that I I mean, maybe I just thought so less of her, but Madeline cared. (laughs) I know, yeah, she's, like, screaming. Yeah, that was interesting. That was really interesting to me. And then, oh, oh, so out of habit, Caroline reached for her brooch but found it was gone. Another thing that is gone. Yeah. Annie's, um, annie's cross necklace is gone uh-huh. now caroline's bridge is gone things that really mean something to them on which is I, want, I wonder if that um the spirit that they're uh uh-huh. took, it. took it. yeah mm-hmm. this is a the klepto man they want i, I mean, thought it. i thought i thought a chill, <laughs> uh-huh, I thought it chill. Yeah. um and the last line really was sad after um, instead, she did all she could think to do. She went to Madeline and held her close. After all, the girl's only 18, practically a child herself. This girl's a, a child self. bride, she's a child bride. A different time, and that is chapter nine. Wow, no, that's okay, chapter be- eight. Oh, that's chapter, chapter, yeah. chapter nine. Before we start chapter nine, let me pause and get more wine, <laughs> girl. You do what you have to do, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so chapter nine. Chapter nine. I have opening another bottle of wine. This one is Menage a Trois, you know, Grigio. Yeah, I know that brand. I've had their, I know their Merlot. It's pretty good. It's also, okay. it's also very affordable. <laughs> it is very affordable. i myself to. but this one was $9.99. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's going to be a good night when you hear that. G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g. That's a very satisfying sound. I do. I love that sound. Okay, I'm going to put this right by me, just in case I need more. Let's go to chapter nine. Chapter eight was, woo, was a lot. And then chapter nine, we get a break. It's like three, it's like three pages. <laughs> I know, chapter nine is always short. Okay. But do you know what time it is right now? Nine no o'clock? no babies o'clock. It's no babies o'clock? <laughs> no babies <laughs> <laughs> no, oh <that> my <laughs> God. Birth control. Uh-huh. I don't take birth control anymore. <laughs> I leave it up to I God. Don't risk it all. I really hope that when we say listeners, one day it'll be more than, um... <laughs> be more than your mom. <laughs> <laughs> if she's even listening. <laughs> Chapter nine is William Steed's point of view, kind of the aftermath of the seance. Um, the seance had been unsettling. Okay, so another thing that I kind of realized with this chapter is that, um, where is it? Hold on. So like, remember how we mentioned in the first episode, like all of them seem to be like looking for answers on something like Annie, you know, is looking for answers about the baby and Mark. Uh, yeah. So we get in 19, like in this time with, William, like he's looking for answers about Eliza, which is pretty much who he was trying to contact with this, with this um seance. And it does this one was interesting because um oh, we also learned he's an ex convict. He went to prison because he feels guilty about Eliza. Yeah, he yeah I did say he was really guilty. And then it also says so it says there there was something about the stewardess that unsettled him. This is like Annie's just unsettling people left and right. Dude, I know I hate this main character like arc that she had. Like, I guess she is a main character, but like, why is all this about Annie? Like, okay, I know, like what? Annie. Annie is so timid, and she, she's so pretty. She's, like, but... the spirit, dude. Think she is the spirit, or <laughs> like she's? I don't know. I don't because like, yeah, she's like impacting all these people. So yeah, he's kind of searching for answers about Eliza. I don't know if he like went to prison because of her death. That's like kind of what I was the vibe that I was getting or, like, he was, or, like, that people think he murdered her, but he didn't. And at the end of chapter nine, um, he, so Steve thinks that a a demon is lurking on board the ship. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The seance, right? Yeah, and he thinks that's why the, that's how, that's why the boy died. Um, this whole, like, last little bit of chapter nine was really interesting to me, like, while they, okay, I'm just going to read it. Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. While they all been distracted here in Steve's room, attempting to reach out to the spirit, it had evaded them, had found the boy alone, lured him somewhere private, then swirled its ghostly fingers into the boy's chest, had wound its way up until it was choking the child from the inside. The boy had died as if it had been fated to be so, and the spirit still was still among them, a spirit who wanted something badly, though it was still anyone's guess what that could be. So sad. That is really sad. I feel R.I.P. Teddy. I know. I um, guys, his name Teddy. That's an innocent name. <laughs> Do you think that the spirit lives on board or in the water in the sea? I don't. Know. I think that the spirit is like attached to Annie. That's why I that right now it follows her I around. Think. Yeah, but she but she's called to the sea. Maybe the spirit is called to the sea, so Annie is called to the sea. Maybe, yeah. Also. Uh, Uh I had another question for you. Okay. Do you think that I'm talking slow because I forgot my question I'm hoping it comes back to me. (laughs) I asked you if it was connected to the sea Uh and then I was going to ask you Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take a sip of wine first. Maybe that'll help. (laughs) If you think that the spirit (laughs) Never mind. <laughs> okay. If it comes out, <laughs> let me know. All right. I'll let but you now know. I'm curious. Um, it was a good question, too. It really, it it sounds, very provoking. It sounds riveting. But I should make a new one up. Okay. Do you think that the spirit is a man or a woman? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I kind of think it's, well, I think that it is um, <laughs> it's like non binary. It's I think it. It, can, it can morph <laughs> itself into whatever whatever the person it's attacking like want, wants because like you see with Teddy it like it become kind of like like his mom it gives off the front that it's his mom his mother yeah I don't know I think like it's a it's ever it's ever changing depending on who they're trying to lure I remember what I was gonna say do you okay. think the spirit is the reason the titanic oh i'm i'm thinking that yeah Um, it's like what they said like what they say about the titan like it was almost like it was doomed to sink like Mm it was uh yeah and i think if that is so if that's what happens like that's pretty genius on alma to kind of create a story based on that on that i know props to the writer because you really have to create a backstory you have to have have to add context yeah, offer that lead around, up. That's, yeah. yeah, that's honestly really genius. I've always, that's what I like about historical fiction, kind of like how they take putting their take on something that actually happened. um This is my first ever, I think this is my first, besides like those freaking Dear America books that we used to read when we were little, um, this is like my first ever historical fiction book that I've read. Oh, I'm, like happy, we're going. Historical fiction. I'm happy we're going to this together. I know, it's really good. It's not even, like, <clears throat> like, this is, like, a, like, historical fiction is all nice and well, like, I love me a good Pride and prejudice. Oh, yeah. But the supernatural element, too, makes this more, like, I feel like a modern-day historical fiction, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love a good ghost story. Mm-hmm. Anything supernatural, I like it. So let's, I, let's leave ten, chapter 10 for next week, because I don't want to, like, I want you to read it and, like, kind of form your own thoughts and opinions about it so we'll so if you're good with that we'll do chapter 10 next week we'll start with chapter okay three. um okay. so next week we'll do chapter 10 through 15 10 11, 12, 13 14 15. yeah so we'll just do six chapters next week um, Sounds good so next week we're gonna be doing chapters 10 through 15 so let's do an updated prediction what do you think based off of what we' what we know now through chapter nine like what do you think? Mm-hmm is going to happen like in the end or at least like in the climax So i think so i think um we're gonna find out that at one point in time each character has been possessed from this by the spirit and i think each character like plays a part in like manipulating um manipulating like the the members um like the crew members and the passengers and i think petty i think somebody probably like murdered him and oh, I think yeah. it might have been die because die also heard the um this let's call it the siren. Yeah. Um and Teddy had a like uh like a undying like trust for uh die. Uh-huh. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Um oh okay, before before I say what, I don't even I literally don't even have a prediction, but before I um, ask <laughs> you me the question, um, though, <laughs> yeah, I've asked you guys. When we go to guy's point of view in chapter five, um, he has a ring that he's like really attached to. I don't think oh, we. Everybody, everybody has token. Everything has some kind of like token, which I think is really interesting. Maybe that's how they can get attached. Maybe that's oh. how they attach to people because yeah. Token. Because I don't know about Annie. Let me look for Annie. I don't know if like Annie's is attached to someone who's passed away. But Caroline's is someone who's passed away. I'm pretty sure dies It belonged to his like dad or mom or something. Right, right. Who I think died. I don't know. Well, Annie's got her. It's from her family. Yeah. She got it from her, I think... She's had it for as long as she can remember. I think it was like from her father or something. It was like a family heirloom type of thing, I uh-huh. believe. Yeah, so that's like super interesting. That yeah, they all have like some kind of little, some something that's like really dear to them. Oh, and uh, Mark has the little journal, or whatever Who? It was Mark. Mark has a journal. Mark has that journal? And then has even the Teddy wrote. had something. Teddy had that. He was playing with something, right? Like a like a brass ring. Or oh, no, that was die. No, that was die. I don't know if Teddy. Okay. Had, maybe that's why Teddy dies because his- he has nothing ca- he <laughs> has to stay for the spirit servant boy didn't have shit <laughs> <laughs> let me look let me make sure I don't think no because Teddy was like freaking trying to steal everything I don't so think he was, think- was trying to get something yeah he couldn't <laughs> the spirit was like nope no it's <laughs> here um, yeah I don't think he had anything but yeah so that's really interesting um, um, as far as predictions for me I'm not gonna lie. I have nothing. <laughs> I can't <laughs> think okay. ahead that well. I just like under pressure. I can't really think ahead. But if maybe Listen, next we're also not we're out. not that deep into the novel yet, so I know. There's still time to form predictions. We're like about a third of the way into the book. No, not even yeah. we're like a fourth. Yeah, Are it's it pretty so thick. Long? It's a pretty thick book. Yeah, it's like almost 400 pages. I think. Yeah. No, it is 400 pages. Oh my god, it's like over 50 chapters. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week we will be back with chapters five through ten. No way! Oh my god, ten through fourteen. No, ten, 10 through fifteen, 15. You guys. Ten through fifteen. Ten through fifteen. Yeah. Doing ten through fifteen. Um, whoever's listening out there, feel free subscribe. to subscribe read along. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah, and subscribe. Um, we're we're on Spotify. We're on Apple.
1: Yeah, we're on Apple Spotify Music.
0: and Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Sip and read. Sip, oh, yeah. The, oh, my God. We didn't even introduce. Well, we'll do that in a second. We're going to make our intros and stuff. But we are Sip and Read Podcast. Yeah. So you'll you'll hear our introduction. You would have heard the introduction already. But we are yeah. Sip and Read Podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Find us on social media. Right now we're only on Instagram as Sip and Read Podcast. <laughs> Dude, this was so embarrassing when I was doing this last week. <laughs> doing that little head okay you got this okay okay shut up <laughs> okay okay ready let me beat myself okay we will be back next week with chapters 10 through 15 of the deep if you have any predictions for the book or have any future book recommendations let us know on instagram at sip and read podcasts and you can also contact us through email at sip Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sip and Read. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Sip and Read. And you can also follow us on Instagram. Our username is Sip and Read Podcast. Tune in every week for a new episode.